Welcome to Mosaic, the EDC podcast. Mosaic is a place to explore pressing challenges in education, health, and economic opportunity with EDC staff around the world. I'm your host, Burke Ronofsky, senior writer at EDC. And joining me today is science education researcher, Abigail Juris-Levy. Abigail co-directs EDC's STEM portfolio, and she's leading new efforts to promote more time for elementary science instruction throughout New England. In this podcast, we discuss why time for science has declined in recent years and why early science education is so important. Abigail, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. So let's talk science education. STEM education is a huge priority in K-12 at this point, Um, but over the past 15 years, you've seen a big decline in the amount of time spent on science at the elementary level. Right now, how much time are young students spending actually on science learning? So that's a great question, and it's a complicated one. Horizon Research and um, the Department of Ed have done surveys to investigate that question. And the data that they bring back indicates that less than a third of students are getting two to three hours of science a week compared to hours every day for mathematics and ELA. However, we know on the ground that what kids are actually getting is quite a lot less. Not only that, but that what they are getting is distributed unequally across schools in higher income communities. So those are the schools where kids are getting science on a regular basis and schools that are struggling, schools where there are English language learners, schools where there are um, kids with special needs and kids living in poverty are much less likely to get that much, if any, science. So why has this decline happened? Well, um, we have several policy changes to thank. A big one, um, the most recent one, would have been No Child Left Behind in which um, schools were held accountable for students' math and reading scores and science did not get on that radar screen. And where salaries were at stake, where schools' ratings were at stake, those schools were willing to sacrifice time on science so that they could increase their scores and um, escape whatever scrutiny they might have been under because of underperformance. Abigail, you've been a science education researcher for a long time. Um, Make the case for elementary science instruction. Why is it so important to get more science into the school day? Cognitive research has shown um, how much learning and how learning happens in young minds. And children are coming into school already having... um, assembled a huge amount of knowledge about how their world and their surroundings function. They are highly capable scientific explorers who are making sense of the world around them. And that process they find exciting and stimulating and opens doors to literacy. It opens doors to numeracy. It opens doors to ideas and how to pursue questions that are unique and powerful. And when we set that all of that capacity aside and postpone it until they're older, we've caused them to lose to lose all that momentum and to lose all that capacity to think and make sense and question and investigate. So it sounds like that early start is really critical. It's hugely critical. And now that we're in a time of new standards and a new framework for um, thinking about science um, learning, 
we understand that um, and we have built um, a, a, a learning pathway that begins in elementary school and continues through high school. So they are missing out on, on critical opportunities to learn and master skills and concepts that they will be called upon to know and understand later in their school careers. So we know that um, elementary science right now is, is sort of it's behind mathematics, it's behind ELA. Do you have a sense of how often young students should have science instruction in school and then what that, uh, what that instruction should look like or what science class should look like when they, when they do receive it? That's a great question for this week, actually, because the um, National Science Teachers Association just released a new position statement on elementary science. What they're saying is that science is a core subject. It should be treated like a core subject, which means it should get the hour a day that mathematics and ELA also command. So that's, that's some pretty new and, and remarkable guidance from the Professional Science Teacher Association in this country. Mm-hmm. What it should look like, kids need, a, particularly at this early age, opportunities to understand the world around them and to learn how to do science by interacting with real phenomena. So we want kids to be able to work with and investigate concepts and practices using real materials. We should be seeing them working with water and sand, working with balls and ramps, working with um, mirrors and light, and exploring those very basic science principles and, um, and practices using real investigations of actual questions. So following up on, on what science class should look like, you know, when it's actually in the classroom, um, I know you've, you know you've worked a lot of schools, you've worked a lot of teachers and parents, and you've written curricula. Um, are there examples of local schools that you think are, are doing elementary science well, and, and what can we learn from what they're doing? So there are actually two um, that I wanted to mention that I have um, seen and spent quite a bit of time in um, because of some research that we were doing. So they're right here in the greater Boston area, and they are they teach science in different ways. So one school has their um, classroom teachers teaching science. They are working together. They're developing projects that cross the disciplines, not just the science disciplines, but English language arts and social studies and mathematics. So they're creating big questions that their kids are exploring across those all those domains in their classrooms and across classrooms. This is a school where science has really been elevated to the level, just as, as NSTA would like to see, of equal importance to mathematics and English language arts, and they are truly being integrated and investigated with great rigor and energy. The other school is a completely different model, but in this school you have an excellent science teacher who has um, received a presidential award of excellence for her science teaching. The schedule is such that kids are getting science two and three times a week. She is a dedicated and skillful teacher. She has a challenge of integrating science with the other subjects because she is isolated in that way. But again, that is a school that has made a very significant commitment to um, sort of science culture. So it sounds like even though in that school the students aren't getting 60 60 minutes a day, 
they're still getting a rich science experience because it's being integrated into other subject areas and the school itself has made has made science learning a priority at that level. Yes. So you've been very active in trying to promote more opportunities for early science learning. And on November 30th here at EDC, you're holding the uh, Elementary Science Summit, um, which is an event that serves as the kickoff for a new initiative called the Coalition for Elementary Science. So tell me about the summit and the coalition and how you're hoping that both of these will help to jumpstart elementary science education in New England and then maybe even beyond that. New England and beyond. (laughs) So um, let's start with the coalition. We've been grappling with this problem for decades, as you mentioned, and we've been doing so in sort of isolated groups of people. Teachers struggle with it, um, advocates, researchers struggle with it, but we haven't before put our voices together to try and make a coherent argument for the importance of science. So that's what the coalition is trying to do, to bring together a wide diverse group of stakeholders from business leaders to educators to policymakers to philanthropists to journalists and did I say parents um, a wide group of people who have a lot um, at stake in the realm of elementary science and and making sure that all of our kids get um, the kind of start in science and um, that, that we know that they need. So that's the job of the coalition, is to bring those voices together and to um, to begin to take some coordinated steps to make our voices heard. So the job of the summit as our first event is to get us all in one room and learn from each other and plan together to take some very concrete steps in our communities. We're going to be making small steps, but when we put them together, they're going to have a collective impact. And that's what we want to both articulate during the summit. What are the measures of our impact going to be? And what steps can we take in a in a graduated way, starting small and growing bigger to, you know, to begin to make a measurable difference in how much and of what kind of science kids are getting. And then following up on that final idea of of action, um, what are some simple things that teachers or parents can do if they really do want to see more time spent on science instruction in their local schools? I mean, the the first step is always learn. And sometimes it is self-teaching, you know, what do I need to know about how important science is if I'm a parent or if I'm a teacher or if I'm a principal? What do I need to know about how important science is and what part good science can play in advancing my child or my students' overall learning? And then what can I know about the current state of science in my school, in my child's lives, in my district? There is no substitute for looking inside classrooms and talking with teachers and looking at the materials that they're using and and really digging into what's what's actually going on. And if they need help, what kind of help do they need? Is it money to buy more materials? Is it professional development to help teachers do a better job? Is it figuring out how to schedule science during the day so that there's time for people Um, for teachers to actually provide that kind of learning. There are lots of obstacles um, that schools will have to grapple with. And 
figuring out those strategies is exactly um, the work that the coalition would like to help accomplish. Well, Abigail, I really want to thank you for stopping by today and talking about such an important subject area. Um, and I will, I look forward to seeing you at the summit. Thank you, Bert. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Mosaic. For more information about the Elementary Science Summit, or to learn about EDC's other work to promote STEM education, visit us online at edc.org.